<laughs> I need to get the remote for this, but whatever. All right, Ben, you ready? Wasteland Ben is ready. Here we go. War. War never changes. Since the dawn of humankind, when our ancestors first discovered the killing power of rock and bone, blood has been spilled in the name of everything from God to justice to simple psychotic rage. In the year 2077, after millennia of armed conflict, the destructive nature of man could sustain itself no longer. The world was plunged into an abyss of nuclear fire and radiation. But it was not, as some had predicted, the end of the world. Instead, the apocalypse was simply the prologue to another bloody chapter of human history. For man had succeeded in destroying the world, but war, war never changes. In the early days, thousands were spared the horrors of the Holocaust by taking refuge in enormous underground shelters known as vaults. But when they emerged, they had only the hell of the wastes to greet them. All except those in Vault 101. For on that fateful day, when fire rained from the sky, the giant steel door of Vault 101 slid closed and never reopened. It was here you were born. It is here you will die. Because in Vault 101, no one ever enters, and no one ever leaves. <clears throat> Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. If you couldn't guess from the opening, I am the... What's the Lone Wanderer for this one? <laughs> it is the Lone Wanderer. Yeah. Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... Wasteland Ben Reader. My perennial travel traveling companion for this. And you have stumbled upon another episode of War. War Never Changes. Brought to directly from Vault 101. In this particular case, yes. I still want to rep for the original 13, what can I say, but... Yeah, that's on the wrong coast, man. There's no such thing as the wrong coast, it's just a different coast. Well, also, sorry for the noise pollution, it is very hot here, and I can't, uh, and I can't help but let the air conditioner run. Otherwise, we're going to be uncomfortable. Well, we talk for an hour and a half, and... Can't have that. Can't have that. <clears throat> These kind of things are supposed to be fun. Yeah. If these, if these things felt more like work, I probably wouldn't want to do them. 
right? <laughs> Unless we're getting paid. Well, you know, so. Patreon. If people want me to make want me to f- make it feel like work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we we babble. Uh, we're talking about Fallout Three, um, and the main f- feedback we got from Fallout Two was, uh, "Man, you guys were drunk, and you did a good job of staying on topic." So we're going to try and replicate the successes. Uh, I actually haven't even had anything to drink tonight, so not going to have the man of my drunk tonight, but whatever. Right. Well, and, you know, besides which we have, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things of, um, you know, most of what we have is um, to drink for in Fallout versions is like Nuka-Cola or its, yeah. very, its variants. Although tonight I'm drinking uh, Mexican Apple Cola because I love apple sodas. <laughs> um... But yeah, Fallout 3. Fallout 3, which was a major change. Very much. It was really interesting, though. I can't... I remember playing Fallout... I remember I, I picked up Fallout 3 around the same... Around... Actually, no, I did not pick it up initially when it came out, because I didn't like games for Windows Live. Mm. I did end up picking it up eventually, but... Uh, I did not pick it up straight away. Also, I was I was a super hipster back then, gaming hipster. I was like, I played Fallout One and Fallout Two, and you're telling me this thing's the first person? No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to the original way, back to the old. You know. Well, no, I was still at that point playing Fallout Two was still very much my jam. I was playing it all through college, and Fallout Three came out when I was in college. Yeah. Um. And I was like. I, I uh, my roommate I think picked it up, and I watched him play it. And I was like, that that doesn't look very fun to me, because it didn't. Now I've since come around. It's it's a different kind of fun. Is the it, it was my big problem, right, with it, because I mean, yeah, you could freeze things with vats and uh, and aim at stuff, and I, and I like the fact that that's still always going to be a thing. If they ever get rid of vats, I will be pretty much done with, with Fallout, because other, well, otherwise, it's the only thing it's really got going for it's the world. I want at least that much of a carryover from the uh, from the originals. Right. Always. As long as you have a Pip-Boy. Yeah. Always have a Pip-Boy, and always have a Vault-assisted targeting system. Because mm-hmm. you were even using that in Fallout 1, too. Um... Just it wasn't really officially named, but yeah, um, everything is in first person now, unless you scroll out to third person, which nobody did. Um, yeah, true, because hitting things in third person is so hard. Yeah, I mean, you can put the crosshairs on it, but damn, you know. The only time you ever really wanted to scroll out to third person was to show off whatever that whatever you know whatever new outfit you got. Yeah, you know, or or. Unless you're using Fat Man. You know. Scroll out third person using the Fat Man? Why? Because you can watch it go... <laughs> okay. And watch it arc. And Fair you, enough. you get a better shot of the explosion. That's true. Um, yeah, the only reason I ever scrolled out the third person... Actually, I scrolled out, I would scroll out the third person when I was running. Reason being is just too many times I would be running along and something would come up and bite me in the ass... And I would not see it until it was actually latched onto my buttocks. With it scrolled out of the third person, you could see it coming a little. You had a little bit of a little bit of yeah. 
So that That's was true. that was that made it easier. But um, so yeah, I mean, first game. Where, well, no, I guess it was. Well, first game where everything was fully voice acted. Yes, and that was really interesting. Um, except your own. Except character. for your voice, yeah, because they, you know, they they still had it where you were, and nobody said your name. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you would, uh, yeah, you were not voice acted. Not even, I guess, even reactions. No, that that didn't really come around till Fallout Four. It could, yeah, it didn't come around to Fallout Four. I guess it was kind of the whole, let you know, let them imagine what you know. Yeah, they could see what you could see what you were saying, but nobody heard it. Yeah. Huh. And then, but a lot of things changed with Fallout. You know, they say war never changes, but Fallout does. Yeah, it does. Um, we're on, for example, we're on the East Coast now. Yeah, on the East Coast, because uh, prior prior to this. Everything has been on the West Coast and the Mojave Wasteland. Yeah. Um, and then um, then we were introduced to... They kept a lot of the old weapons, but mm-hmm. dumped a big, t- a, you know, a jack ton of weapons that, uh, that were in Fallout 2. Some of which I really liked, like the Pancor Jackhammer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, and they made the Power Fist weird. Power Fist used to be just a glove with electricity. Yeah. Now it's this big. It looks like it looks like somebody took a piece off of a tractor, mm-hmm. and slapped it on your wrist. Yeah, bright yellow, but damn, you. <laughs> it was effective. Yeah, damn, all effective. But I mean, it it just I I feel like it's lacking something. It's lacking the the. I, 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 although I kind of understand it too, because yeah. the Power Fist was very much more space age mm-hmm. tech in Fallout One and Fallout Two, mm-hmm. as opposed to Diesel Punk, which is the aesthetic they're really going for. Right, and they and that kind they kind of dieseled that up. Um, yeah, so I can understand why they did it, but come on, yeah. it looked cooler. <laughs> but um, so, but then they added in some new things. This is where we first start to see. Um, this is where, where we see their brief flirtation with uh, equipment condition. Yeah, I'm glad Armor they stopped weapons. that bit, that bullshit straight away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could repair it and you could get, you know, but yeah, I was like, yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, um, I, I, I will unabashedly admit that I cheated <laughs> my armor condition. Flat out, uh, my armor and weapon condition. Hmm. I always played someone with high repair skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it never made sense to me why exactly you could pay, say, Moira in Megaton to repair your thing with, and just pay them caps, and you couldn't just spend money out of your inventory to repair a thing. Yes, I understand. Apparently, you know, in the grand scheme, you are paying her, and she is then taking... Using her stuff. Yeah, using her stuff, but... Whereas in your inventory, you had to pull some of the same, same thing. Yeah, so which, was a bull, which was bullshit, because I my main weapon was Lincoln's Repeater. Yeah, and there was almost... Cause you couldn't had, repair those until you got the Far Harbor DLC. Well, that... Far Harbor? Far Harbor? No, no. no. Uh, I know point, uh, point Lookout. Point Lookout, sorry. Which is where they brought in more repeating rifles, which I love those. Yeah, those things were great. And then you could finally... And yes, I think you could repair Lincoln's Repeater with, like, a hunting rifle. 
Yeah. But those weren't exactly common once you got mid-level anyway. Right. Um, because they also had things on the level list where, yeah. like, after a while, you wouldn't, you would stop running into people with knives. <laughs> Even if you mostly carried a knife and you needed to be able to repair your knife. Right. But then you, yeah. And you had to, and you had limits to, to where you could go at first way early on. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly limited by if you went into this subway, the ghouls would kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Subways. Unless you were sneaky. Oh, unless you were sneaky or had a gun with a silencer on it. Or you had run to Tenpenny Tower initially and gotten the ghoul mask, which just makes all feral ghouls leave you alone. True. Or you had done uh, the Anchorage uh, the Anchorage deal. Operation Anchorage DLC and got the stealth suit? Yes. Ah, the stealth suits. Yeah, man. That was actually my standard jam. Uh, I I would run to I would run and do Operation Anchorage because the whole thing is scripted level wise. Mm-hmm. So like you are level ten for some of it, you are level sixty for some of so for some of the more of it. And then when you come out, you have the perk that lets you use power armor. Yay! Yeah. Because you need a perk to be able to climb the training with a tank. Um. <clears throat> If you know where all the briefcases, all the secret intel is, you get a bunch of nice uh, uh, little st- bunch of stealth, 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 and uh, speech, and lockpick, uh, and yeah, melee, and, and small and big guns. You get a little bit of everything, and you get so much loot. Oh God, yeah. I mean, so the winterized T fifty one, the Chinese stealth suit, yeah, the Shanghai shock sword. Uh, and you got you get the various grenades and guns and mines and yeah oh my god and yeah that was that was always so nice is <laughs> having the yeah and with that with that one the only way you could carry everything that you that you ended up needing to carry was uh, by getting into the body armor yep <laughs> you know and even then you still had to go. Uh, do I need this? No, okay. You know, because unless you came in with, like, a gun and a single piece of armor... That was was... usually how I came in, actually. Like, I would literally run straight for Operation Anchorage, so I would only have whatever I came out of the vault with. Yeah. Well, see, I always made it to Megaton. Um, I would go from Mega... I would go from 101 to Megaton to the little school... Um, I liked your house in Megaton. Yeah, the house in Megaton was cool, and of course you had your Codsworth. Yeah. Um, was he called Codsworth? No, that was a shame. But uh, you know, it was the same guy that voiced him. I think. Um, I have to check. I haven't played Fallout Three in a while. Yeah. I and played then, that one out too, really. Yeah. And then the the things you could build and stuff like that—that that was awesome. Uh, the uh, I love the crafting in that game. Well, well, sorry, no, the crafting was mostly in Fallout Four. Never mind. Yeah, well, crafting Jeez. really, yeah, crafting just got its start in that because you could build shit in that game. Uh, you could build the shish kebab for the first time. Yep. Um, but you had to have the blueprints and things along those lines. That right. Was, what it was. But you could make, you know, your chemistry set could make stim packs. Uh, or cams. Or cams, yeah. And, and of course, you got the Nuka Cola machine, so you could put all your Nuka Colas in there and pull out ice cold uh, Nuka Colas. Yeah, 
that never got warm again. <laughs> yeah, they're all That's the funny cold. part. They're all, once once they've been in the refrigerator once. Yeah. They are ice cold forever. <laughs> uh, it was always great. Uh, and then you had your or should you decorate the house in in Megaton? That mm-hmm. was always fun. Well, the thing is, also, if you if you rush and eat the house in Megaton, which mm-hmm. admittedly is kind of expensive, mm-hmm. but you can do it after you do a little bit, like make the super duper mart run in a couple other places. Yeah. Once you do that, you do have unlimited storage. True. So then, when you want to run for Anchorage, you drop everything in your lock in your foot locker. Mm-hmm. Um, and go out with a gun, a little bit of ammo, and like leather armor. Right. Something you or something you don't mind being rid of. Yeah. Yeah. You take your leather armor. That way, when you go, when you are done, you just drop the leather armor. Right. Because it's shit anyway. So you yeah. take a hunting rifle and the leather armor because you're gonna be coming out with a bunch of cool shit. Yep. Yeah. And I always liked it to the point where you went from. I've got the 10 millimeter gun to the 10 millimeter submachine gun, because in that one, subguns did respectable damage. Yes, they did. Um, whereas going forward, subguns is like, oh, we're doing a lot of yeah. It's, well, we're gonna make sure it's only a good thing against unarmored opponents. You know, I was like, ah, I don't know. I always, uh, I've always played. The sniper. Mm-hmm. So I never really even bothered with... Because my whole thing was, I always played the lone sniper with, mm-hmm. like, the melee companion. Right. Because the melee companion would go up and... And I would shoot with gun <laughs> with single bullet cost mm-hmm. from a long way away. I learned that back in Fallout 1 where am- when ammo was... Super rare, super premium. Yeah, you didn't want to go all, you 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 know. Yes, you could get a mini gun, but yeah. did you know how much ammo that thing drank? Oh, <laughs> shit, tons of ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and those yeah, and those were some hunger guns. Oh yeah, see, so and, you see, get... and for me, my mm. favorite gun was uh, one of the ones from the pit, the silenced assault rifle. Oh yeah. Um, it was a fun DLC too. Yeah, it was. And I loved how you could recat, you, re- you could recase ammo. <laughs> yeah, that was grand. That was awesome. Once you were finished with it, you could go out and be like, okay, well, I'm well, I've got all this ten mil now, which is worthless. Mm. But man, I'm running out of five point five seven. Yeah, or you know, I've got like, <laughs> shit you never use because I never used the five millimeter mm-hmm. from uh, you know because it was all in chain guns. You know, all in miniguns. So I was like, I'm never going to use this shit. Um, yeah. So I'd recase that shit. Um, but so, yeah. And then you got the... So we started to see the whole... You have to keep your... Um, keep your weapons uh, up to date. We got to see Oops, where yep. you... Uh, you had to keep your armor um, highly tuned. Yeah. And I and yes, I get the I get the realism argument for mm-hmm. weapon condition. Yeah. My problem is my counter argument to the realism condition mm-hmm. is the fun argument. It is not fun when your gun can break. Yeah. This is why um, I am kind of surprised that like 
to get off, tra- off track for just a moment and talk about something topical in, in games right now. This is why I'm surprised that Zelda Breath of the Wild is getting so much love. Your sword can break! <laughs> can the bow yes, break in you, that? What? Can the bow break in that? I, I don't know. I think hmm. so, but I also know that you can run out of arrows. Uh, like, easy. But... Even the Master Sword can break. Now, the Master Sword gets better. Yeah. But it can break. Well, and likewise... What the fuck? Likewise, you can get your weapons up to a certain point where it's going to take several hundred rounds before they... Oh, yeah. That that is always good. Um, But, yeah, I I would would used to carry around, um, you know, extra pistols in case mine fell apart. Yeah, and I never liked that, which is why I... Got my repair skill up really high very at the very beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and then use a console command to open up the uh, the item repair uh, dialog box that just repaired my shit. Hmm. Because I I don't even feel bad about it, about saying this because it's a single player game. If this is a multiplayer game, cheating is bullshit. Yeah, cheating in multiplayer is unacceptable and stupid, and no one should ever do it. Yeah, Cheating you, in single player? What the? F- you, yeah, you, you're. I prefer not to, mm-hmm. you know. But still, I mean, mods. Yeah, you know, mods are fun. Yeah, I and run a heavily changing. modified Fallout Four right now. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, because you're just changing some of the parameters of the game, not the not the game itself. When yeah. you're, you know, and and no one loses on that except for perhaps you. Yeah. Well, also, who are who is anyone else to define how you have fun? Right, and. Since your fun is not interrupting anyone else's sense of fun, yeah, my cheating in Fallout Three does not limit does not at, in any way nice. invalidate the fact that you didn't cheat in Fallout Three and change how you had fun in the game. Right, and see Fallout Three, for all it changed, it kept a lot of things the same. Yeah, um, for instance, it had the karma system, which I think it carried over a little bit from a little from bit. Two. Uh, but it kept so a little, the, it was way easier to game though. Yeah, it was a reputation yeah. with the various groups that carried over. Um, I really, I didn't. I can't wait till we get to New Vegas. I loved New Vegas, and the karma reputation system for New Vegas is a masterpiece. You all right there, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. you look like you're falling asleep. No, I'm. I'm, I'm tired. Visualizing. I'm always tired. <laughs> Visualizing some of the stuff from Fallout 3 because I'm having to go back and... It's been a couple of years since I've been able to play Fallout 3. It's the only thing I dislike about it is that on Steam, mm-hmm. um, you can't play Fallout 3 on anything beyond Windows 7. Why not? It's not backwards compatible to Windows 8 or, or further. Huh. Yeah, it just won't... You know, it'll crash it every time. Um, so uh, once again, I, I feel validated in my decision to never go past the Windows Seven. So I'm I am limited to fond memories mm-hmm. of of Fallout, which means you can't play New Vegas any, anymore either. Uh, actually, I was able to play New Vegas. I really, went back to New Vegas. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was running on the exact same engine. Wouldn't it would have had the same bug? Nope. Um, Maybe they fixed it in Fallout Three too. You tried it recently? Yeah. Um, uh, of course you have. <laughs> when I went to uh, back to New Vegas and just well, shit. Um, although Vegas, I've run started running into problems for as well, but I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, but the um, 
Oh God! I mean, Fallout Three. Um, the the changes they kept, you know, they kept they kept the reputation with the various groups, and they mm-hmm. kept the overall karma. Yep, which was which was good. Um, the Your father perks, was voiced by Liam fucking Neeson. Liam fucking Neeson. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the character starts off with daddy issues. Um, one, yep. One thing I liked about that was the whole emergence from the vault. Yeah. Um, you know, your character is this naive person, you know, um, coming out from under the vault, emerging from the vault for the first time mm-hmm. in their lives. You know, so bright light and everything. Well, technically not. Well, you were born outside the city, but as far as you know. Yeah. You know. Born in Rivet City, for crying out loud. <laughs> Across the wasteland. Which is funny because your earliest memories are inside the vault still, which is funny. Yeah. But, you know, what you gonna do? What you can do, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like how they use the the version, you know, like the birth and the, you know, to, for you to set your, your appearance. Because this is also the first one where you could really set your appearance. This is true. Well, um, really set your appearance, I don't know. The... In two, you didn't really get... No, you're, you're right. I'm just... I, I argue with your... With really... Because your options, mm-hmm. your options menu was really limited. It was pretty limited, but you could make changes. This is true. You could change anything. Um, you know, not it was not as flexible as four. Oh man, four, four. We could make four. This four <laughs> set the bar for character for yeah. character face creations going forward. Yeah, because I mean, you could make Beavis. You know. Uh, but hey, like John Cena! <laughs> yeah, you can play John Cena. You can play The Rock. Uh, you can fucking do anybody. Uh, you know, and um, you know, because you you got it went all the way to you know to body body mass and shit like that. Yeah. And I was just going, God damn. But back to Fallout Three. Um, uh, <laughs> Fallout Three, you were going to start to be able to do your face. Yep. Um, and your hair. Uh-huh. And facial and hair, yeah. For guys, that that's and the, your that's skin tone, which is all, which was kind of interesting because your dad was always white. Yeah, you could pl- pl- be playing, you know, an African American character, but dad yep. was white. You know, you know, <laughs> you could say your skin, you know, coal black, but dad was white. Yep. And I'm just going. Come well, on. I mean, it's okay. Just to quote more about genetics, do not work that way. <laughs> <laughs> At least not entirely. And yes, yeah. you got you got deviation, but if you have one uh, coxoid parent um, mm-hmm. and one negroid parent, yeah, um, the the mixture of those genes is going to is going to typically result in someone of lighter skin than their mm-hmm. than their black parent. Right, and it's just of course you never see moms, so yeah, you know, mom, but. Um, which is an interesting thing, man. Um, I, man, I hope I didn't offend anyone by but by going by doing that. Yeah, so. I, you know, genetically, I mean, skin color. Yeah, yeah, skin color is a thing. It happens. That it doesn't, you know, make someone a better person or a, or a lesser person. I'm always I'm, I'm always afraid of getting called a racist for some reason. Well, because yeah, it, it's something that concerns you. I get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things. Of, yeah, you could, um, which is funny because. You could change your appearance, and in theory, that should have been something that changed your parents' appearance. Mm-hmm. But you know, no matter what, they come, get into it in Fallout Four. Yeah, I mean, and did they do that? Yeah, in Fallout 4. wow, impressive cra- craziness. Yeah, um, 
so you know we start first seeing that um, and then the, with the year special um, book yeah. so the first time that they um, that they directly acknowledge the fact that their uh, that their system which has always been called the special system right they actually it's the first time that they hang a lampshade on it which I think is cool right because they did the uh, in, in Fallout 3 they did the your special booklet which yep. makes its appearance again in Fallout 4 as a as a stat boosting item as also as a stat boosting item yeah um, and then um, I don't think I'm giving away giving away anything uh, grand there. <laughs> and then you get um, oh of course, in uh, in um, in New Vegas, they did the uh, oh the vigor, vigor meter. Hmm. When you're setting your special stats, the vigor meter. I do not remember that. When you wake up in Doc Johnson's house, uh huh, um, and he goes over, it's like, why don't you step on over here to the vigor meter and we'll see. What- oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the thing that's obviously, like, where somebody has taken one of those, like, fortune-telling vending machines right. and retrofitted it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Man, it's been a long time since i played New Vegas. I really need to go back to that, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, totally, talk about a totally new... Uh, but we're talking about Fallout 3 today. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I really do. We 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 got a lot of flag for getting off topic on Fallout One. Oh no, we're you know and, and with see and I like the 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 development, uh, you mm-hmm. know, with the BB gun because you learn to shoot. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 steps in your life cycle thing was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, two years later, three years later, suddenly you're 19, um, and you get the BB and gun. And you take the goat. Yeah, you take the goat, which was hilarious. Oh no. Due to random radiation, you have suddenly grown a third limb. <laughs> a third arm. A third arm. What do you do? What do you do, right? <laughs> a scientist runs up to you and says, I'm going to stick my thermic regulator in your oscillating chamber. How do you respond? How do you respond? <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder. It's like, the goat questions were fantastic. Somebody was having fun with those. Somebody was fucking high with those. Oh, man. Well, no, I mean, like, the... The real world authors who came up with that shit, they were having fun. Yeah, and they were fucking high. <laughs> they just about had to be. So, we've said some things in praise of Fallout 3, and I think in general it's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I will now say some things that I think were bad about Fallout 3. No! Yes. Um. You shouldn't have made the Enclave the villain again with the FEV virus again. You should not have... They they, they recycled the villain and villainous plot of Fallout 2. And for, for and also for that matter, the MacGuffin search, because you were after a Gek. Again. Again, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but... That was uninspired. However, what you were doing with the gag was very different. I will give you that. And you could succeed. Yes. You didn't survive initially. Well, but you could succeed. That depends. I well, was a, I was a bastard and always convinced uh, the uh, the paladin the paladin to go in and do it for me. <laughs> right until Broken Steel came out. 
Yep. Then you would survive, or you could send in one of your radiation-proof lackeys. Yeah, that was a thing I, that that also actually irritated me until Broken Steel came out. When you finished the story, the game was the done. game was over. You couldn't play it anymore. Unlike yeah. Fallout One and Fallout Two, yeah. where after you finished the story, you could go back and you Kill know just everybody in the wasteland if you wanted to. Yeah, or you know, finally actually help the people with Modok like I do in Fallout Two. Yeah. After saving the world, mm-hmm. I go back and find out that Timmy fell down the well in Modok. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! And dog meat. We'll do that for you in three, I think. Hmm? No, that's all. Is, is that only in two where dog meat will lead you to the well? Um, yeah. Dog meat will immediately lead you to the well if you're in Fallout 2. Yeah. Oh, God, it's hilarious. Um, now, also, you can get, um, there, you can also get Timmy's dog, <laughs> who will also, like, bark at the well for a while for, for you. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. But that dog was no dog meat. <laughs> no. Now, so, you know, you, you make it... One of the things is you make it to Megaton, um, and you have a better idea of where things are. Yeah. Because you can look at your little radar screen and see, oh, there's something over there. Yeah. You know. Um, and I like the Capital Wasteland. Yeah. I actually really did like... I, I found that it was a little bit hard to... that It, it has a high barrier for entry, trying to work out how to get around... Unless you, like, live in D.C. Right. And then, then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm over here now. <laughs> and even then, you're kind of fucked up. Um, and you're like, oh, I was just going to go down this street, but it's blocked by an, impa- by, by an impassable barricade of cars. Right. Yeah. And I have to take the subway now. Right. And there are ghouls down there. Now, in 3, the cars start to blow up? Yes. Yeah, cars started to blow up. Um, so you didn't. You shot to... them enough; they would blow up with a nuclear, nuclear reaction. Yeah, like a mini nuke, but still. Yeah, well, you know. But you lost the ability to drive. <laughs> yeah, but you got fast travel too. You got, you got fast travel. Yeah, which was which fast was very, travel was nice. Very nice. My, my yeah. Which to go back to my complaint initially. Mm-hmm. Um, Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. And every Fallout game since that, since then, um, is, uh, they're good games, mm-hmm. but they're less Fallout games than they are Elder Scrolls games set in the Fallout world. And see, to me, my my response to that is so. Is. <laughs> that's that's most people's response, and that's even my own response to myself. I like the Elder Scrolls games, so frequently my response is to 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 my criticism of that is, so PFD. Well, <laughs> to me though, it is actually a more immersive experience. Um, you know, because the original Fallout was a you know top down isometric. You're looking down at everything at an angle. I'm just still a hipster is the real problem. Ah, uh, yeah, you and your hipster ways. Um, and look at this hair and this beard. <laughs> but uh, you know, it was one of those things of. Look at it, internet. I know you can. You look like it. Anymore, you know, goatee was villainous. Now I just look like a disaffected member of Generation X. Anyways. um, uh, Yeah, sorry. Evil overboard list. Um, But the characters, oh, the fully voicing of all the characters. Yeah, having everyone be voiced is grand. Oh, three dog. The radio. How? Yes, the radio. 
I love the introduction of the radio into the... Into yeah, the that the Three Dog was grand. Oh, yeah. He was just fucking amazing. He's hilarious. Yeah, because he's like Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Um, crossed with... Um, oh, God. Um, oh. I'm trying to think of... Almost with, like, iced tea. A little bit, yeah. Um, lo- really, what I got more than anything else is Wolfman Jack. Right, but he talks about fighting the good fight. Yeah. You know, um... You know, I don't know, he's kind of just Wolfman Jack uh, mixed with Radio Free uh, Free Europe. <laughs> <laughs> just about, because he has kind of propaganda. Um, A little bit. But then he also, depending on what you do... Um... He will tell the world what you've done, whether it be good for good or ill. For good or ill, exactly. Um, yeah, because when you, because he keeps track of everything you do, somehow, um, somehow. Well, you three know, dog is watching you while you sleep. While you fucking sleep, you know, <laughs> you do shit before you know, and almost the time you, by the time you're done, you know, <laughs> you know, the citizens of so and so. He's like, oh, fuck, what the hell is that motherfucker? But um, yeah, three dog is everywhere. Yeah, and, and he's uh, nowhere. He ca- he calls you one hundred and one. Yep. <laughs> you know, way to go, one hundred and one, or or really one hundred and one. Yeah, exactly. Depending upon yeah, because he's he's got that. Whole... I, ne- I I'll I'll be honest. I never did the evil playthrough in Fallout Three. I really ought to at some point. Um, I never blew Megaton up. Yeah. Okay. Playing with a female character. Um, there is a another way around that. Which I'm sure most players are going, yeah, tell us something we don't know. <laughs> um, but you can get through, resolve that without blowing up Megaton or killing, uh, what's his name, Mr. Mr. Tenpenny. Mr. No, not not Mr. Tenpenny, his agent. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, you can go. You get through that because you can make that guy fall in love with you. If you're playing a female character. Because men's hearts are so easily molded and controlled. <laughs> Just about, especially when they work for a really rich guy and, you know, have a penchant for killing. Yeah. But yeah, he'll send you love letters. I never did that. Yeah, I was just like, holy shit. Um, a new girl who played and she's going, you know, I was talking about, I have to avoid talking to this guy otherwise or I have to go through and... That have that gunfight be very, you know, handle that gunfight very quickly, otherwise he kills the sheriff of Megaton. Which is a shame. Lucas Sims is a good man. Yeah. And his son's a little too young to be pay, to be taken, you know, to be uh, running for sheriff. Yep. Um, Although, I, I, I want to say, still, why the hell did you build a city around an unexploded fat man bomb? Yeah, an exploded nuclear bomb. I, I think the, the line that they gave us, they were drawing power off of it or something. Well, that, nobody wanted to fuck with them. I guess there's yeah. something to that, but still. <laughs> get a bad hailstorm and boom! No shit. <laughs> yeah, good lightning storm. <laughs> Woof. Oh, man. Good thing that the uh, DC wasteland doesn't have the radiation storms. Oh, yeah. The, oh, get hit with radioactive lightning. Zork. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. 
it was always kind of fun because I was I because I wanted to at least justify my cheating and to to a certain extent I always gave myself crap tons of repair and science mm-hmm. and speech. I tend to play brain monkeys when I play uh, brain Fallout. Monkeys, right. I play uh, I play people who can talk themselves in and out of pretty much any any situation and fix the computers while they're there. See, I go with stealth monkeys. Um, um, so I, it's always fun because I was immediately walk up and say, "I just walked out of uh, out of a vault and haven't met anyone before <laughs> in my life. You want me to fix your nuclear bomb?" <laughs> I somehow miraculously know, but I slept in a Holiday Express last night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, but of course, the one thing they make a big deal of is that water is a scarcity out in the, out in the wasteland. Oh yeah. Well, purified water. Purified water, yeah. Water that isn't free of radiation. Yeah. Well, Which is, and that actually makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, though. Yeah, well, and given what the main quest is, you know, because you do have daddy issues. You're trying to chase down daddy, and he yeah. has his whole thing that he gave up He wants up to on. fix water. He wants to fix water in general, and... Uh, I want to purify all the standing water. All the water... Yeah, um, of course. And we find out later, of course, in Fallout Three that it didn't work because the rate, the the, the uh, rivers are still irradiated. In Fallout Three or Fallout Four? Fallout Four. Fallout Four. But that's in Boston. Yeah, but still, it's in, Project Three is supposed to fix all the water. Yeah, uh, not all over the world, just in the area, because um, it it uh, it handles everything in the Potomac area. No, it, well, even afterwards in Fallout mm-hmm. in, in Broken Steel. Mm-hmm. You go swimming, you still get radiated. You drink standing water, you still get radiated. Even if you fixed Project Purity. Which kind of irritated me, because it was supposed to fix that, that river basin. Yeah, it was. And it fixes a lot of it. And you get Aqua Pura when mm-hmm. free, uh, pure water is available everywhere after that. Yeah. but For stupid cheap, no less. But yeah. still, it's like... And in this one, in, in this one, the Brotherhood of Steel seems rather benevolent compared to what we see from them. That's because they're. That's I know because they were renegade Brotherhood of Steel. Actually, they were. Yeah. They, 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 it's kind of funny because uh, Broken Steel. You know, it's all about you know how there's mm-hmm. these renegade Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. But really, the renegade, <clears throat> that there's air quotes around that renegade, the right. renegade Brotherhood of Steel in Fallout 3 are the ones that are actually staying true to, to the Brotherhood of Steel's yeah. primary purpose in life. Which is gather all technology and fuck everyone else. Well, not fuck everyone else, but don't trust anyone else. Yeah. Well, they, um, they we, we see, I think, <laughs> the real Brotherhood of Steel... In Fallout Four and in Fallout uh, and in New Vegas, uh, with the whole idea of if you're not one of us, you're also not with us, never gonna be with us, and you know we're more than likely to get, gonna kill you. I mean, yeah. in Fallout New Vegas, you have a chance at making a change in the leadership, but then there are people who are going to oppose you violently. Yeah, well, you know, um, you have to have a really silver tongue. Yeah. It is possible to do that entire quest line without getting anyone killed. Yeah. But you have to say all of the right things to all of the right people in the right order. All of the checks. Yeah. (laughs) All of the speech checks. Oh, my God. 
But you know, you know. Yeah, I always play brain monkeys. What can I say? Brain monkey. <laughs> um, I always played the person who convinced the master to commit suicide in Fallout One. I was the person who blew the master's head into little bits and pieces from six miles off with a, you know, with the highest power rifle I could, I could find. Well, if if you sneak in, there's also you could, if you are playing a brain monkey instead of convincing the master to kill themselves, you can just convince someone else mm-hmm. to set off the bomb. <laughs> someone to set us up the bomb. Yeah, you just go to this person and say. And just say, you know, doesn't don't you think she looks tired? Yeah. Um, and then leave. <laughs> just like in in uh, in uh, Fallout Two, you can should you do can, a Doctor Who episode. Oh God, we'd be at it forever. Because um, in Fallout Two, you know, you can hand the kids that are playing around in New Reno a gun, yeah. and they'll kill Here, one of the mob boss. You should wave this in front of your dad's face. Yeah, bang, you know. Um, and you get the you get the uh, XP for it without having to take the uh, hit for uh, killing an ally. So, but yeah, it's just and see in Fallout Three you have daddy issues. I mean, you are set up. Well, you're set up from the beginning to find out. Oh, your dad was working on this great big thing, but a you killed your mother by being born, and b because of uh, your mother's death and your birth, he gave up on saving the world's water supply. Yep. Now that you're 19, he abandoned you. Yep. I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's that's just a bunch of guilt, you know, just a bunch of guilt hovering mm-hmm. over your head. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of shit, a lot more of that shit we can't use. Um, but then you dutifully go looking for dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find out what happened to him. Right? Because, well, he's all you've got, and by God, that you're trying especially to kill since you, you. Especially since you really cut ties with 101 as he left. Yeah, they're, it's coming to kill me. Yep. Yeah, it's everybody in the vault coming to kill me. And then you come back later, and you find out that the vault's completely gone to hell since you and your dad left. Yeah. Especially if you were like me and killed everyone who got in your way. <laughs> I killed uh, the the overseer and like everyone and like all of security. Right. See, I tried not to kill as so many people because one, I like having the girl on my side. Um, Amala, yeah. Amala, yeah. Um, of course, I don't know. It's. Well, I did a playthrough at one point where I didn't, where I literally didn't kill anyone. Oh wow! I just left. Yeah, it was hard. Well, that means you had had to leave Butch's mother uh, to die at no, the hands didn't. of the rat scorpions. I just didn't. went. No, I just went and killed the rad roaches. They aren't people. Okay, so no. rad roaches aren't people. True. So I didn't ones. kill any people. Right. Okay. Nothing that walked on two legs. Nothing that could speak. <laughs> didn't kill the robot either. Right. Did not kill the Mr. Handy. Mr. Handy. He's so handy. Yeah, he is. But, so yeah, we get... Yeah, they, we do kind of get the, the mustache twirling enclave villainy. Um, yep. Of course, I loved the whole radio broadcast from the enclave. They were fun. Yeah. Hello, America. This is President John Henry Eden. Eden. <laughs> this is John Henry Eden. Or whatever the heck is. I know his president. last name was Eden. Yeah. Your president. 
Now I know none of you voted for me. In fact, we didn't even have an election. <laughs> yeah. The right people voted for him. <laughs> Who voted for me? The right people. Um, it's like, what the hell? Um, yeah, and these anecdotes. Back when I was a boy, I used to take my... It's like, what the hell? When you were a boy, taking your dog, you know, uh, for walks... You know. Well, you know, he was back when he was a robot boy. No shit. Back when I was first commissioned. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I just it, there were so many things that they cha- that they brought into this. Um, yeah. I, I, and yes, the, I complain about them. Yeah. Recycling the 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 story from Fallout Two. Mm-hmm. That's not because it's a bad story. Mm-hmm. It's just because. Come on, guys. Come up with your own damn story. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, is you had a very specific mission. You had the same villain. Uh, and they didn't They didn't take your whole tribe hostage. Yeah. And you've got all these super mutants again. I mean... Right, which I love... Why do people keep making super mutants? I love the... Uh, because they, back then, they didn't know how, how not to. How, how not to. Um, I mean, the FEV... Um, which little lamplight and vault eighty seven? Yeah. Oh god, that's that's a twisted, sick and twisted story. You know. <sighs> but then we, there's also there are also delightful little bits like Sierra Petrovita's, uh, um, not Coke, uh, Nuka Cola collection. I don't remember that. Girder shade. I apparently never ran into this particular portion of the game. Really? Oh, you're missing out. Um, look for uh, next time you get a chance. A, next uh, time I have I have a couple dozen hours to devote to a game. Right. You you not find it unless you unless you look way to the north and west. I think. Uh, for a little a uh, little place called Girder Shade. Okay. Uh, Sierra P- Petrovita sends you on a quest for thirty Nuka Quantum bottles. Um, I feel like I've read about this. Yeah. Don't you end up getting like the recipe for Nuka Cola Quantum out of it? Yes. Um, and you can get a stack of of Nuka Quantums even before you get to her. Oh yeah. Uh, all she wants is 30. I think if you give her more, you get some. All she wants is 30, yeah. All she wants, yeah. All she wants to do is dance. Um, but uh, then she has the guy who thinks he's her, he's, he's her boyfriend. Um, and it's hard to be explained away. Um, so what you can do is um, send him to the Nuka Cola bottling plant to get killed. <laughs> huh, aren't you just a delightful person? Well, you know, it's he's not going to make it anyway. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, we see we also are introduced to more than one villain, and we have the Enclave and Colonel Winter. But then we're also introduced to Stanislaw Braun. Which one was they? They were. He was. The uh, which one was which they? Which one wow. was they? Wow, you you can English good. <laughs> <laughs> I talk good for a living. Uh, 
Yeah, but there's Stanislaw Brown, uh, the you know the guy in charge of Vault One Twelve, um, where Dad went to find his uh, his not his. Uh, oh, oh, so the the VR vault. Yes, the VR vault. Oh yeah, I love the VR vault. Oh man, that was a yeah. That was a trip. You could you could get you could fall down that fucking rabbit hole. Wake up as a little girl. Because yeah. I was playing a female character. No, no, you, you you always wake up as a little girl, no matter what. I think I think you do. <laughs> That's grand. Uh, and your pet boy is actually there's a, a Mickey Mouse watch. Mickey Mouse watch. Um, yeah, it's oh, it's, it's really good. Um, I remember um, I was doing my thing that I do in Fallout games, which is ignoring the plot. And futzing around inside areas. Yeah. And I went into the room that gets that actually has the uh, the VR console, and mm. was just playing around with the various things because because you found you know bottle with E interact button and it would make a noise. I was like, ooh, that's cool. And I did something else. It didn't make a noise. Right. Wait, wait, it didn't make a noise. And I go around and finally and eventually I played around long enough that I discovered the secret. Uh, console uh, code just by, you know, randomly okay, so it's obviously a pattern so I have to do, like, teddy bear, bottle lamp, chair yeah, lamp, chair, lamp, lamp, bottle yeah, something you had to hit twice yeah, it's like, oh and I did that before I even talked to anyone else in the VR area, right I was like, huh okay but man, that the, the the creepy factor when you sit in the chair and the screen says "please wait" and then suddenly has this like tiny little jump scare of a of a grinning little girl, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, Bron Bron was a sick, twisted fucker. Oh. You to play the slasher now? Go kill people with this knife, right? <laughs> Convince someone to commit suicide. Holy fuck, you bitch! Evil little twat. Hey. You know, just sabotage the Mr. Handy so he exploded. <laughs> right? And it's just like... Well, I mean, you're no better. Even if you save the vault, mm -hmm. you do so by it by initiating a faux uh, Chinese invasion. Yeah. And have everyone everybody. get shot to death. Right? It just kills everybody. But and then they all apparently get to wake up. Do they? From, yeah. I thought they all died. No, no. They they actually get to get over it because if you kill them, mm -hmm. then they die. If the computer kills them, they wake up. Mm. But it's still pretty sick and twisted. That's true. But yeah, you have to set off the Chinese invasion, which is hilarious. Like, you've ruined everything! Yeah, and, and the, the voice acting for the little mm -hmm. girl version of Stanislaw Braun is creepy oh, as yeah. fuck. Um, and of course your dad's a teddy bear the entire time too. Yeah. Something crazy. Or no, a dog maybe? He's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. Um, a dog named Dad. Dad. <laughs> and those houses. Those houses were... Oh, leave it to Beaver, man. Yeah. Yeah, leave it to Beaver only, you know, shall we play a game? <laughs> yeah, well... Pleasant, uh, Pleasantville even more than Leave It to Beaver. 
Yeah. Pleasantville, leave it to Beaver with with uh, Saw. <laughs> Actually, I know what it is. Hmm. It's, it's that old episode of the Twilight Zone where the, the boy. kid, where the little boy gets godlike, yes. gets omnipotence. Yes. That's really what it was. Yeah, because nobody will 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 uh, piss off, will risk pissing off uh, the, little, the, the little, yeah. yeah, the little girl. Or it's like the those those two episodes of Justice League uh, where. You've got the Justice Justice Society of America um, living in a um, where one guy managed to one kid managed to get psychic powers mm-hmm. um, after a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, um, and forced everyone and essentially wouldn't accept the fact that all of his heroes were dead. Right. So he reanimated their corpses and forced everyone to play along. I don't think I ever saw that one. It's a really good two-parter. Mm. Really, really good two-parter. It's in a parallel dimension. Alright. Um, it's a Green Lantern-focused episode. Ah. But yeah, I mean, we, and then of course you have the Slavers, and you start to seeing some of the mercenary units. Um, Talon Company. Talon Company, right, who gets kind of reincarnated in the Gunners. Yep. Um, but yeah, Talon Company... Um, and then you get the, uh, and then of course there are the uh, the regulators. I like the regulators. I love being the regulator. Being a regulator, you can make money off of killing people. <laughs> you know. Yep. And cutting off their fingers. Cutting off their fingers. You know, their, yeah, their their fingers. And then it was, if you went with it, if you went with the other side, it was evil. It was ears. It was ears. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting here going, wow. You know. I'm a good I'm a good man. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, joining the regulators, mm-hmm. then taking the perk that makes your karma evil, mm-hmm. and joining the evil ones as well. There's, there's no you like, can, in fact, if you play it very, very carefully, mm-hmm. be simultaneously Talon and a regulator, mm. and just be the world's biggest dick. <laughs> and yeah, of course. Um, oh god, there's so many little fun missions. Riley's Rangers, which I love. The, their armor is awesome shit. Oh yeah, um, great armor. And yeah, yeah, and of course there's all the shit with Vault Tech. Um, but you Vault, know, this is this is where you find out even more than in Fallout Two, just how big a group of dicks Vault Tech was. You actually find the full scope of Vault Tech's. You know what Vault Tech was really up to. It was yep. all one big experiment. Um, you get to Vault Voltech headquarters, which is awesome. Yep. Um, and this is where we also see the mechanist and the uh, yeah, the antagonist. antagonist. Yeah. Uh, and the mechanist was so good they had to they had to uh, bring him back. <laughs> they had to uh, to recycle him. Well, the the mechanist actually came from a comic book. So did the antagonizer. Right. And so they, which came from Uber's Comics, which was based in Boston. 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 Um, and we and see, there's a lot of connecting ties between, um, between four and three. Yep. Um, we see characters from three uh, that, that show up in four, because uh, Fallout 3 only happens, what, ten years after Fallout uh, ten years before Fallout Four, uh, something some amount of time, yeah. Um, because well, McCready from Little Lamplight is a grown-up. 
Yep. And uh, a companion. Huh? A companion. And no a less. companion, yes. I thought you said a pain. I was like, well, that depends on <laughs> that depends on your playstyle. That's another one of the mods that I installed, though. Hmm. It fixed his teeth. Yeah. Yeah, there is a mod for Fallout 4 that is literally just take away the horrible rottenness of McCreamy's teeth. teeth. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm installing that gotta shit. I have that shit. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you see, you get um, Dr. Lee. Dr. Madison oh, yeah. Lee. She ends up at the, at, at yeah. the Institute. Yep. Um, For that matter, the Institute first gets its seed sewn in Fallout 3. Exactly. Uh, we start to see, we see the first synth. Yep. Um, and we see we see the first hints of the railroad. Mm-hmm. And the Institute and um, Dr. Dr. Zimmer, um, who ends up, you end up, you know, if you're, if yeah. you have any moral fiber at all. <laughs> yeah. You know. You end up killing. <coughs> Which one was Doctor Zimmer again? He is the one who hired you to uh, to help him oh, yeah. recapture the uh, kill him and his courser. Yeah, you kill like, him and his courser uh, as a matter of course, uh, <laughs> like one does. <laughs> um, yeah. Although oddly enough, I ended up joining the Institute in uh, in Fallout Four. I've thought about it. If you if you take the quest line all the way out, uh-huh. you can actually turn them into a really nice group of people. Huh. I thought that one had an ending that was kind of in. I mean, I much prefer the Minutemen. I I tend to want to play the Minutemen Minutemen too. Yeah. It's possible, however, actually, the really fun thing <coughs> is to play the ending where you manage to only piss off the Institute, mm-hmm. and you keep the railroad. The Brotherhood and the Minutemen all on your side. Mm-hmm. You get promoted to Paladin, and yeah, you keep peace between everybody except for the Institute, which you nuke. You nuke the fuck out of which. <laughs> yeah, you nuke the fuck out of the Institute either way. Yeah, um, you know. Well, I mean, that's not true. If you decide with the Institute, you nuke the fuck out of everyone else. Yeah, you have to kill everybody else. The railroad. The you know. Uh, you the, don't have to kill the Minutemen. You don't have to kill the Minutemen, but. The, Kill her, but you have to blow up the Pridwin. You have to blow up the Pridwin, which is a and, she's just a and Optimus ship. Prime. And, yeah, and uh, and Liberty, Liberty Prime. Prime. Yes, <laughs> I am Optimus Prime. I am Liberty Prime. <laughs> new, uh, yeah, new Autobot. Um, yeah, and, and but we're we're getting on topic there. But um, yes, we are. Sorry. But then you know, you can join the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um. In 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 three, which is kind of cool. And well, you don't even really have much choice but to join the Brotherhood in, th- in three. This is true, but they don't—they don't make you make choices between, you know, you must, you know, you must level, you know, they don't ask you to do things like. Yeah, you know, because you're joining the good Brotherhood, not the not the, the asshole brother. Technology, yeah, not the big Brotherhood. I like that. The big Brotherhood. <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you just didn't realize how funny it was when it came out of your own damn mouth. I know. I, I'm that way. Words are, you know, <laughs> words are your stock and trade. I understand. But yeah, um, I mean, you, you don't. Yeah, uh, you're not big brotherhood. You're you know your little brotherhood, <laughs> um, but uh, but you get to take place. You get to take part in the assault uh, with Liberty Prime. 
That's that is a lot of fun. That's a great just watching game. Liberty Prime raffle stomp everything. <laughs> everything, yeah, and trying to. I am Liberty Prime. Yeah, or, better dead than red. Yes, <laughs> die, Kami. <laughs> yeah. It's a super mutant, you know. It's just like or a member of the Enclave, <laughs> right? Who's about as uncommunist as you can get, right? Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will about the Enclave, they are not commies. <laughs> This is true. They're not. They're not real de- democracy either. But well, I mean, still. no. They, they vote for their president. Yeah, they vote for whoever they t- whoever they tell them to vote for the president. Yeah. <laughs> I nominate this computer program as president. Well, right. I nominate this computer program as president. Well, I'm John Henry Eden, and I'm your president. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. Well, although the Enclave base. Oh man. Yeah, Raven, Raven Rock. Raven. That, that was something that really pissed me off the mm. uh, first time I played through the game. Mm-hmm. Once you leave Raven Rock, you cannot go back into it. That's because it gets blown up. Without cheating, yeah, because it gets blown up. Um, the problem with this mm-hmm. there is that there is a bobblehead in Raven Rock. Because mm. that's the other thing this game gives you the fir- for the first time. Bobblehead collection. Bobblehead collection, yes. Uh, that so that was. But the bobblehead collection in this one doesn't give you anything, does it? Yeah, no, it gives you it gives you plus to whatever stat for that bobblehead. Oh, okay. Still, still, yeah. Of course, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it's in in New Vegas where the snow globes don't do anything for you. Yeah, but you gotta get them, man. Yeah, because two thousand caps apiece from you know from house. You sold your snow globes? Well, yeah, I think they're. You know, because you have the collection. trail. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm a cap hungry mofo. You're supposed to put them up in your house on shelves. Well, he puts them up on in his house on shelves, and it's gonna be my house anyways. House is house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna own you're gonna own a house one way or the other. <laughs> there is that. Um, it's also it's something that um, touched on a little bit in mm-hmm. Fallout Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talked about the restoration pack. But Fallout 3 opened the floodgates. Oh, yes, for mods. For mods. Yes. Fallout 3... There are so many mods for Fallout 3. Yeah, and, and it's... You know, because, like, the weapons... Um, the... Because uh, most people... Yeah, and that was what I think really heavily influenced New Vegas and Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Was what people were doing for weapons and things like that, um, and of course, also it opens up opened up the flood great glates for the Slooty mods. The Slooty mods. Yes, it's it's what they're referred to in in the Fallout modding community. In fact, a lot of modding communities in general, the Slooty mods, the mods where you turn all the women's into sloots. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, the mods where you give everyone. Enormous tits and no clothes. Yeah, or uh, nudity, or or lingerie left, right, and sideways. Yeah. Oh, some of those. Which, some of those. Some of those are tasteful. Some of those outfits are pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some, and even some of, of course, these quote mods are actually very tasteful. I'm not. I'm not even lying. Yeah. Well, of course, I think I guess the folks at Bethesda or uh, you know uh, figured out that. Hey, let's you know, let's put something you know, put something kind of sexy in there, and you get the uh, you get the um, 
the uh, the Nuka girl. <laughs> well, that and, and in Fallout Three, you get the uh, the quote the quest for the uh, the the pajamas. Yeah, the sexy nightwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is always a negligee, even if you're a man. <laughs> well, no, if it's a guy, if it's if it's a guy, it's it's. Uh, uh, I thought it was still a negligee. No, it's pajamas. That's it's, a shame. I it's leopard skin pajamas. I could have sworn it was still a negligee, so it was a man wearing a wearing a slinky negligee. No, of all the things that they don't let they they don't do, is they evidently don't cross dress men. Because that would have been hilarious. Because whatever you pick up, if it's casual outfit for a guy, it's shorts and t shirt. For a girl, it's skirt and t shirt. You know, and and button down shirt. And I was like, yeah. wow, just you know, I handed it back. That was shorts. What's up? You know. Um, but then, um, oh, that you, you there's a mod things. for that. There's a mod for that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, in in Fallout Three and in New Vegas and in Fallout Four, there is a mod for that. Yeah, it does not even matter what you want, what effect you're you're looking for. There's a mod for it. Rule thirty four. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> it, it, yeah, there. It, it's instead of porn. There's a mod for that. Yeah, that's rule thirty six. And and, <laughs> and and shout out for to uh, the people at the uh, at the mod nexus, which is the place to go if you ever want to look for modding any game ever ever. Uh, the mod the nexus mods is the place because you know what <laughs> they call themselves the nexus for good reason. You can get it. it they they uh, you know put together and curate mods, uh, and frequently actually mod like installers too. So mm-hmm. you want to mod this game? Well, all you need to do is have like the Nexus Mod Manager, uh, which very proudly sits on my computer. And yeah, and that started the deal because that's also started with the DLC. Yep. Um. Just had one piece of DLC for Fallout Three. Really? That I can think of. That I can Fallout think 3? of. Three? There are five. What am I missing? Oh no, no, you're right. I'm sorry. The pit. There's the pit. There's Anchorage. Operation yeah. Anchorage. Operation Anchorage. Yeah. Uh, broken you're steel. Right. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I'm just not thinking because. Point Lookout and Oper and uh, uh, Zeta. The you're right. Mothership Zeta is Fallout Three. Yes, Mothership Zeta. Sorry, I keep. For some reason, I have it stuck in my head that Mothership Zeta and the Pit are both from New Vegas for some reason. Hmm. Even though I know the Pit is Pittsburgh. Right? Um. But, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely freaking right. I just wasn't thinking because I bought the Game of the Year edition at some point. Which uh, I was yeah, buying. Yeah. So I didn't even think of it because I just had all the DLC. Right, yeah. Goatee editions are great. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, yeah, it wasn't until the last time that I played Fallout... That I even went to Point Lookout. Point Lookout's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's very. Man. It, it, it's it has a very it even more so than um, like the one set in Boston. It has a very Lovecraftian feel to it. Very much so. Um, Get talked to by a brain in a jar under a waterfall. Yeah, with the with the the whole um, there's that whole competition between. Um, between the brain in the jar and um, the I guess the immortal guy. Yeah, um, and also that was the, oh, one the ghoul. Where, the ghoul, huh? That was also the one where uh, that was also I think in in Point Lookout. 
um, where you had the cult. Yes. Where you actually got a small piece of your brain removed. I don't recall that part. Yeah, you, you went and um, you found, a, and there was this cult, um, and you got dusted with, like, magic mushroom spores or something, mm. and you tripped balls for a while and saw a lot of bobbleheads everywhere. Do you not remember this? I remember that. I just don't remember that it, part of your brain was removed. Yeah, there's a small chunk of your brain that you lose. Because the vault, it was it was like schlock tech or something like that for the uh, bobbleheads. Yeah. I think that was Fallout 3. Maybe that was New Vegas. To the internet. We need to make it an internet sound. Um, but yeah, then there's, there's that part. Uh, and then there's the... Because that happens in the northern section, and in the southern section, mm -hmm. not too far from the town where you show up, there is the house uh, with all the you know with all the artifacts that ends up leading back to uh, the um, the Lovecraftian building, and I can't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. But you um. have to take something from there and put it in that building. Yep. It's from Point Lookout. It's from. It's removed from by Tobar during the Walking with Spirits quests. Hmm. Okay. Um, in Point Lookout, mm -hmm. which you get. Um, well, can't even. I'm not even seeing it here. Um, Walking with Spirits was the quest done for some group or another. Because I want to say, actually, that was part of the main quest. Um, yeah, part of the local flavor. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you get it from eating a really, really crazy bit of, of uh, punga fruit. You remember this now? Yes. Um... And this is where we first start seeing uh, mute fruit. Yep. Um, yeah, the cultists in the church and <laughs> it was all whacked out. Um, yeah, but they the were brain. fun. They were, they, they were they were peaceniks. Was the fun part? Yeah. Well, Except for you know the violent faction that you had to kill. <laughs> well, and, and then you had, and I love that it was this whole long drawn out thing of one of them is a ghoul and the other is had its brain put in a jar and their constant you know their constant yeah. battle over the centuries. Yes, it's like wow. Point Lookout was just a great DLC. Yeah, I would say honestly, it's probably the best DLC of the bunch. Yeah, because in Point Lookout you got that you also got more European rifles. Yep. Um. And you got to blow up a carousel. You got to blow up a carousel. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Um, you got, I mean... And the and the enemies in it weren't bullshit like they were in Mothership Zeta. Yeah, see, I never played... I never, Mothership Zeta was the only one I never got. I really liked Mothership Zeta, but here was the problem. Hmm. All of the aliens had alien blasters. Right. Only the single most powerful... Alien blasters and alien rifles. Mm. Yeah. So they only had the most powerful energy weapons in the entire game. Right. 
and they were aiming them at you in a small confined space. Yes, and there was no room to maneuver. Mm-hmm. And they were good shots. At one point, and I was... went to it at a way too early a level. Right. But yeah, and I love I love those little bits of lore in the Fallout games that continue to be there. The also, fact you that... lose all of your stuff at the beginning of the, of the. You get it back at the end, yeah. but you lose it all at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So the first aliens you have to fight, you have to fight barehanded. Oh. And they don't drop armor that you could wear. Huh. And sorry. Like I said, Zeta is the only one that I didn't get. I also, never my way, me, run my way too much of Mars attacks. <laughs> yeah, which is a fun movie, but not a very fun game. Yeah. Well, and with um, God, with that one, I mean, you got because oh. I never got I never got to that one. I the the three that I ended up playing the most were Anchorage, The Pit. And then point lookout. And broken steel just sort of happened at the end of the game. Yeah, and I hated getting to the end of the game that way, anyway. So I was trying to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, broken steel was okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the attack of Liberty Prime. And then, like, what I think is really kind of hilarious mm-hmm. is. I, I like how they they realize, man, we got to deal with the whole with the problem that Liberty Prime is OP, so they blow him up, <laughs> right at the beginning of Broken Steel. Yeah, because you wake up and you're like, and the Brotherhood is like, thank you for for being such a great person, uh, which is funny because they say that even if you, um, even if you, even if you FEV. contaminated the water with the FE, with FEV, right? Spoilers. Yeah. Came out in 2008. If you haven't played it by now, yes, this is a retrospective of a game of games that do, that do not any longer merit spoiler tags. Right. Um, Anywhere for three years, I think. Um, yeah. If, if if you are, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're not even gonna get up on that soapbox, right? No. Um, but yeah, I'm I think, too comfortable on this couch. Right. Exactly. Now, see, I think this one. Um, in three, we start getting some of the weapons that fall that that stay going into four. Although I love some of the stuff that comes up in uh, in um, New Vegas. Uh, in New Vegas, especially in the Gun Runners. We will get to the New Vegas and the Gun yeah. Runners and all that yeah. fun stuff. Man, I love I love New Vegas. But um, yeah, it was. But that's that's another episode. <laughs> yeah. I you know I, I liked I liked a lot of the stuff that came with with the weapons in there um, and like the super duper mart uh, and then uh, was it <laughs> super duper mart that was great I liked all of the quests that Moira gave mostly because Moira was just so engagingly optimistically uh, yeah weird and fun yeah. He's like, oh, so you grew another arm. Tell me all about that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for getting so horribly irradiated. So what was that like? What was that like? And I stitched a little smiley face on the inside <laughs> when you come back all crippled and shit. Yeah. Thank you for breaking all of your legs for me. Yeah. Thank uh, you for getting massive radiation poisoning, or, which I usually got just by standing in the water at, mm-hmm. at, at the like, just 
go I would take to, a bath. <laughs> I would drink in that water. No. Um, yeah, it's just like, get up to 300 rads. <laughs> you're going back glowing in the fucking dark. Yep. Lyra, like, I'm back. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to try uh, to deal with, with radiation is a mix of Brahmin <laughs> shit and... Uh, <laughs> Or when you tell her about the you when you hit her the mole rat repellent, you know, you hit them three times, their heads explode. Yeah, they just explode. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh the four mole ratties. What? Yes, it works. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it just it like, works pretty well. It works effectively, yeah. It, it, and you get to keep the repellent stick too. Right? Which I never use after a certain point. But oh yeah. And the Myrlurks. We find we find out that Myrlurks have a have a special spot that is their face, <laughs> that is their weakness. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then she wants you to put that in there without shooting the fuckers. And so you're going. Oh. I don't remember that part. With the uh, she wants you to put the uh, the observing. She wants you to put the. Uh, the, oh yeah, you have to go and, and, and plant the thing so in. she can observe them breeding, without, without them seeing you. Oh, no, they can, of they can see you, but they can't. You, can't. you can't hurt them. Yeah. The trick is to have already done Operation Anchorage and have the Chinese stealth arm. Yeah, exactly. So I do that one last. Yeah. Because you can do the ch- different chapters at different times, um, and. I'll just get your stealth up to a hundred and get silent. You get the silent running perk, right? There's that, and then nobody can see you. You are invisible. Yes, you are invisible because your stealth's at a hundred. You have a perma stealth boy effect, and you aren't being penalized for moving at really low speed anyway. Right. That was the other thing that I was cheated. Mm-hmm. After I got myself the silent running perk, mm-hmm. I would enter a key, a console command to make my stealth speed. Equivalent to my regular walking speed. Like Which my regular running speed. Right. Because the whole point of the silent running perk, at least in Fallout 1 and 2, was that you could move at the speed you always moved at. And still sneak. And, and still not be, be sneaky, yeah. yeah. And not ha- and, and catch up to people. Yeah, but now silent running, no, you're still... Eh, 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 eh. Because... No, theoretically you're supposed to crouch and then you're supposed to hold shift so that you walk about an inch every three years. Yeah, which is like, oh my god. But then you all you have to do is hit Q, <laughs> you know, hit caps lock, and you do, you know, go get a snack, go to the bathroom, take a shower, yeah. come back, you know, make a minor adjustment, go to bed, come back in the morning. You know. Or just use console commands and up your the move, the, your sneak speed. Yeah. Like a cheater, like I am. <laughs> I uh, I feel no shame. Yeah. I cheated. But, I admit um, it. What you gonna do? Huh? <laughs> Come on. Internet police is gonna be on my tail now. Oh no. It's like the fashion police. I admitted to cheating in a single player game. <laughs> admitted to defining my own def- definition of fun. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I in other things I liked about let's see what it was Fallout Three. It was just such an open wasteland that you could go and explore. Yeah, I I do like that. That was something that I loved about the addition, the, of of their moving to making them Elder Scrolls games with 
mm-hmm. that that with the fall, in the Fallout world, right? Elder Scrolls games are fun. Well, yeah, and the, the funny the, thing and is, the, the worlds are populated with interesting things that are worth finding and, and, well, and running across. Speaking of, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion came out before Fallout Three. Yeah, because Three used the Oblivion engine, and Three outsold. Um, Oblivion by like 110,000 copies. I'll have to take your word for it. I haven't seen, the, I haven't looked at the numbers. Um, it was one of those, it was a little factoids I looked up when I was looking up stuff about Fallout 3 because I couldn't play the goddamn game. Um, spoken like a true addict. No, yes. Um, but yeah, it just, you, you got, it was more where you could mix and match your armor. Mm hmm. Because you got the arms and the you know and the and the legs and the chest. That was four again. Was that four? Yep. That was four again. Fallout three. You had the armor you were wearing. Okay. Sorry. Fallout four was really a superior game in almost every right, except um, Fallout four required combat. True. That was one thing I loved about Fallout Three. You could talk your way. You could talk your way out of everything in that game. Mm-hmm. Even Winters, General Winters. Oh, that—that's—that's that's my other gripe about the game. General Winters is a bullshit final boss. Because you know what you can do? You can punch him to death with your bare hands. <laughs> well, you because can. you know what his trench coat gives? Gives no armor. It gives plus two to charisma. He's a general. But yeah, and... Uh, and there ain't nobody else in the room! Yeah. And you bust in, wearing your power armor, <laughs> with your, with, with, you know, with your rocket launcher on one shoulder and your minigun in your left hand, <laughs> and he tries to tell you, no, no, stop it. Stop it. Right, yeah, because that's his power. <laughs> Stop, or I'll shake my finger at you again. Um, but yeah. Uh, like, do you have any idea what you're doing? I'm like, I'm taking over your shit, motherfucker. <laughs> but I, I liked... I got a robot outside. Yeah. Of course, we have recurring characters showing back up. Uh, Harold. Harold, yeah. Which is Who great. I never actually even got to in Fallout 3. I could not ever find... I, I knew he was in the game. Oh, I knew where he find was. The, yeah. But I could not find the, the path to him. Oh, God. And yes, I no-clipped around to try to find it. I could not find that shit. Yeah. You have to actually get a, get into a different path that, that takes you to the path that takes you to the path. To, yeah, it's just like... Yeah. Oh, you... Yeah. And, you're, and no, I was like walking through walls trying to find it, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, it's... This was after I had the map marker because I took that perk that that loaded all of the map markers. Yeah, but because... Yeah, because I would basically... Oh, it's... It is super hard to find. Which bums me out because I love Harold. Yeah. And Herbert. Sorry, his name's Bob. Is that a tree growing out your head? Yeah. <laughs> Name him Herbert. Name him Herbert. Talk to him when I talk and talk to him when I get lonely. <laughs> I fooled you. His name's Bob. His name's Bob. <laughs> he hates it when I call him Herbert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
I love Harold so much. And the cultists around him take him so seriously. I, I, at some point, I, I should. I, I'm sure I could find a video of of people just doing everything in uh, Harold's area. I'll have to. I'll just help you find where you where you find him. Or well, at this point now, so it's it's kind of amazing to me. I knew so little about games back about like yeah. Gameplay back then? Well, I, I knew so little about cheating more than anything else. <laughs> now, you know what I could do real easy? Just look up the location ID right. and teleport oh, myself okay. to it. Here you go. But, uh, yeah, and then of course there's always those enclave, uh, those enclave fuckers that come right after that. Wow, oh, you bastards. They come and burn them down? Huh? They burn Harold down? No, no, um, but when you come out, they're waiting for you, or they're nearby. Huh. So, you know, they're not looking specifically for you, they just happen to have been dropped there. I see. So. Well, that's okay, because you know what uh, the Enclave's really good for? Providing armor? Well, I was going to say providing caps, because you sell their armor, but... Uh, yeah. Because their armor looked stupid. That's the other thing. I like Fallout 3 a lot, and we're running out of time, but... Um, yeah. But it's fall. You can talk about it forever. The aesthetic yeah. was. I feel like they like they tried to make the power armor mm-hmm. look too real instead of letting it just look yeah badass like it used like, to. Yeah, or like it does in four, or like um, it does in four. Yes, because yeah. Um, yeah, and. Oh man, but the places you can go and and you know yeah we we could wax poetic about this game for hours. I mean, three dog alone is is just amazingly fun. Yes, you know because one dog was too many. <laughs> or no, because one dog because one dog was not enough, and four was too many. Three dog, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Um, it's I mean, super mutants. We started to see. We started to see hearing the dialogue from the super mutants. That was good. In the middle of fights. Yeah. Yeah. Super mutants, best there is. Um, Which know. is just them aping the Hulk, but still. Yeah. Because the Hulk is the strongest is the strongest hero there is, or the strongest one there is. Sometimes he he describes himself as a hero. <laughs> Hulk is strongest one there is. Yeah. Hulk is hero. Why? Because Hulk says so. <laughs> Anybody want to disagree with him? Speaking of that Thor Ragnarok uh, trailer. Looks good. Yeah, it does. He's a friend from work. I, I We know each other. He's a friend from work. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but no, you, you can tell he wasn't even into fighting him. Yeah. He's like, this will be fun. Yes, this this guy I can fight. I don't have to worry about hurting him. Poor schlep. Um, but yeah, and and I mean, it, they both know that they're pretty. That the other is pretty much indestructible. Yeah, it's come to each other. But yeah, um, but back to Fallout Three. Um, yes, like I said I like that it was an immersive experience. I like mm-hmm. that it got you into the world. Um, you know, and I learned that you know, like like you're talking about with with automatic weapons, spread. Spread gets all over the fucking place. Yeah, it does. You know, 
Um, that's why I was always a single shot sort of person. I'm always, and it's, it's why that's where I became a semi-auto over uh, over uh, bolt action because it was so much easier to reacquire your target. Yep. I'm more of the pop pop pop, you know, and then you're done. <laughs> um, I I have although I got to say it's also a lot of fun with like the glowing ones, the, mm-hmm. the bullet sponge guys, mm-hmm. to pull out a minigun and just go. <laughs> 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 and of course, it maintains things like the bloody mess perk. Yep. Four eyes, uh, but you get perks every two levels. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that carries on carries over with uh, in Vegas. Vegas. Yes. And then in Fallout Four, they you just get a perk every level, and they got that what they did, what they got rid of was the skill tree, which. Um, well, it still is kind of a skill tree. You can buy it's, anything. It's a skill tree, line. but it's also a perk light. It's confusing. Yeah, I and, actually and do any, like it though. Yeah, because at any point, you can increase a a stat. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you have to if you want to get the really cool perks. Yes, like solar powered, right? Or steady aim. Solar powered is always my favorite one in Fallout Four. Right, because when you're out and there's then the sun's out. Um, if you get solar powered up to like three back three points, mm-hmm. you don't only just recover hit points. Yeah, you also recover rads. <laughs> I need to put more into solar power. So you that. just get over being right. irradiated. And see, I had put a lot of it into the ninja perk because with that one, I'm. We're talking I'm, about Fallout Four again. Yeah, as I say, because it's that too one, easy. Put, and also, we are out of time. Um, yeah, because I'm doing like four and a half times damage on sneak attacks. Yeah. So we are we are, however, pretty much out of time. Um, yeah. Yes, I realize that these are maybe not the most engaging episodes because we just sit around and talk about the things that we like about a, <laughs> in a game that we like. We wax not quite so poetic about it. Yeah. Um, Fallout Three was the first of the new ones, um, <laughs> and was the first of the second generation. Because yeah. the, the first one's not made by my uh, by Black Isle. Slash Interplay. Yeah. Um, New Vegas actually was made by a lot of people who work for Black Isle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so was Ford. Right. Uh, because Bethesda realized, man, uh, these guys do know what they're doing when, they're, when it comes to making these games. They know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Let's get some of them. Yep. Yeah. And three really set and they knew they were making a big change yep and it really set the bar it broke the record for uh, for sales in the first month oh yeah 610,000 they they and they broke the internet yeah they did their hype right yeah and it's one of the few games that I've played that actually managed to live up mostly to its hype yeah um because, I mean, game hype mm-hmm. tends to overblow things more often than anything else. Right. But this one, actually, this game actually managed to pretty much live up to its own hype, which is crazy. Yeah, I think it actually surpassed its own hype. Because with, with DLC, it encouraged modders. Oh yeah, and fans took control of the game. The mod scene really 
I, the mod scene existed before this. Mm-hmm. The mod scene took off, I feel, after Fallout 3. Yeah, because, well, you had a lot... You had different modders with different things, like uh, The Sims. Whole huge modding community. They, they... Okay, yeah, I guess The Sims also had its giant modding community, but... Well, they, they encouraged that, and then Fallout, I think, encouraged that as well. And, again, they adopted yeah, things. Yeah, there are some dev tools. They, yeah, they, they adopt things that the fans brought to, brought to bear. That was actually kind of one of the things that was kind of interesting about Fallout 4. Um, yes, I keep talking about that game. <laughs> um, Fallout 4, they didn't actually release dev tools for a while, so, the, so, so some of the first mods that came out were kind of clunky. Yeah. And then they got good, and then the mod tools came out after like the third batch of DLC. Right. And then things went crazy. Because they just because then the, the modders had essentially just the same dev tools that the devs had. Right, right. And what they learned they learned a lesson from you know from Fallout Three when they came with New Vegas they gave it four of its own uh, DLCs, DLCs yeah. and made it moddable. Yeah. Uh, which it was the one? Hmm? Fallout uh, New Vegas. It was the one. Uh, with the scientists, with all the brains in jars. Oh, Midnight uh, Double Feature, yes. Midnight um, Double Feature, well... Yeah, uh, Starlight Drive-In or something like that. Yeah, it was at the Starlight Drive-In, but... Yeah, it's, it was the Midnight Double Feature. Yeah, but the, the, the thing itself was named something else. Um. Oh, um... No, I thought it was Midnight Double Feature. Give me a second. Okay. Vegas DLC. The add-ons for Fallout New Vegas. I might be on the Fallout wiki already. Um, Old World Blues. Old World Blues. Oh. I loved Old World Blues. Yeah. Old World Blues actually had a Doctor Who uh, um, shout-out. Yeah. Hey, who turned off the lights? Yeah. Honestly, we... Man, we could talk about... I, I could talk a lot about the DLC from New Vegas, but that'll have to wait until next week, or next time, not next week. Um... Fallout 3 was really good. It was. It was, um, again, it was a game changer. It was. Um, it, it completely changed... No pun we, intended, I'm sure. But. Well, I mean, completely changed how we saw Fallout, how we interacted with Fallout. Um, and I would actually argue it was for the better, uh-huh. but at the same time, um, it also lost something in the way it changed things. Um, Fallout 2... Uh, I will... I miss... Isomorphic CPGs, uh, CRPGs, like Fallout 2, like um, everything else mm. Interplay ever made, <laughs> like uh, you know Planescape Torment and mm. uh, Icewind Dale and Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, those I mean those were those were for what I think it was also was we had an entirely new technology for uh, for gameplay. You know, and the FPS was the big thing to do. Yes. 
And when it came to designers, uh, when it came to setting things up, they had a whole new series of tools they could work with. And first-person shooters were the thing. Yep. Which brought a whole new mess of fans. Yes. That had never played Fallout before. Yeah. I'm not saying that that, that it, like I said, I would I would argue the change was for the better. Mm-hmm. But it's but the, there was still something lost as well. Right. And it's kind of funny. you gain some, you lose some. Yeah. And I miss what they lost, but I think that you gain more. Right. Even though I'm a hipster and still say Fallout Two is my favorite <laughs> one. Uh, Fallout Two is fun. Uh, but yeah, we we are out of time. This has been Neil and the one true Ben. And uh, I think next time we might actually even have more than two people to talk about Fallout. Right. Uh, next time's gonna be New Vegas. New Vegas, and I know at least when we once we get to Fallout Four, all of all of the regular folks have played that one. So. Right, at least once. <laughs> Fallout Four, we may have to do a double episode. On we because... might have to do like three or four episodes on yeah. Fallout Four. So, okay, this week for Fallout Four, we're talking about the main storyline. <laughs> and then yeah, this week, week we're talking about the subplot. Yeah, we're talking about this DLC. <laughs> yeah, no shit. There was a there was a stack of those too. Yeah, but only two. But only like three of them had were like major plot DLCs. But yeah. Anyhow, that will be next time. Right. Thank you so much for every for everybody for listening. Um, if you're not aware, we are um, at this point. By the time this episode goes live, we will be on YouTube at uh, www at uh, youtube.com/slash Working Theory Productions, and we are also now on Twitter at at Prod Theory. Um, so check us out there. We will have updates there. Um, I'm not very much into the Twitter thing, but it, apparently you kids like it, so. <laughs> Them kids. Later, everybody. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter G and the number 6. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. The podcast was over, but war never changes.